Rádio. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm your host, Kevin Millar, and thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. I, uh, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. And, of course, uh, as always, WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And I hope you're having a, uh, a decent weekend. Certainly, weather-wise, it is uh, it is just gorgeous out there. Now, if things would just dry off a little bit, I think we'll, we'll be in uh, we'll be in good shape. But I don't know if that's going to happen for a while. Oh my goodness! Certainly, having to uh, deal with a lot of uh, a lot of weather, aren't we? Man, oh man, that is something else. All this water. I hope wherever you're at, you're not having to, to deal with it. Certainly, uh, thoughts go out to anyone who's got to have to have to deal with that. And my goodness, all the folks in Nebraska and elsewhere in the Midwest that are having to deal with all those floodwaters. I think we're going to see a little bit. Uh, we, we aren't going to be untouched. Let's put it that way. I uh, was looking at uh, at things this morning here, and um, <clears throat> right now we're sitting at a, right about 11 feet. And uh, unfortunately, uh, looking at the the chart anyway for the uh, for the Mississippi here at Lacrosse, um, it it ain't over yet. <laughs> Not by a long stretch. Um, by next weekend, we're looking at somewhere right around uh, 13 and a half feet. Um, as far as the river stage here in town goes. So it's going to continue to come up, and the flow certainly is uh, is going. I mean, it's over 100,000 cubic feet per second right now. So, I mean, it's 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 moving. Uh, actually, most places in our area, it's... Um, Winona says it's at 81,500 cubic feet per second. Everything else is, is like 90 and above, and a lot of them are well over... 100,000 cubic feet per second, which is a lot of water, a lot of water moving very, very quickly. Uh, looking here at, at Lynxville, 139. Uh, Gutenberg, 169. I mean, that that water is, that's fast. I never can make the, the math or whatever as far as how fast that is. But, um, yeah, you're, that's that's very fast water for the Mississippi, so. If you uh, get the opportunity and get the chance to get out, just be careful. You know that's uh, 
that's the main thing. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a challenge to uh, to get out there. Uh, you know, in terms of the water temperature too, uh, it's ticking up just a little bit. Uh, most everywhere is, uh, it, and I say a little bit, I do mean a little bit. It's at 33 in a lot of places right now. Um, but, uh, and I don't know if it's going to warm up a whole lot or not, uh, anytime soon, but we'll see. Eventually it'll get there, of course, but you know what I mean? It's not necessarily going to warm up very quickly with, uh, with all this snow melt and ice melt and everything. And I certainly feel for the people who have, have had to deal with all those ice jams and chunks of ice. I mean, you know, I'm, I can walk out the front door and walk a block and look down on the river there and, and see those boathouses down south of uh, south of the Cass Street Bridge there. And, man, those first few just got pounded by some of those big chunks of ice. Docks all torn up. Boy, all those, uh, at least in, our, in the immediate area anyway, and I, and I know it was a problem elsewhere. I think that's what caused all the flooding up by Dodge last weekend was some ice jams. And I know by the West Channel Bridge here, it was uh, something to see. I haven't been over there uh, this morning and uh, see what it looks like, but I know there were some docks along in that neck of the woods that (laughs) were in one place and now might be, I don't know, might be down by Gutenberg by now. Who knows? Um, It's... uh, uh, yeah, it's, oh man, well, I knew, yeah, there was that one knock right by the boat landing there by the West Channel Bridge. I think about four o'clock it was, uh, it was, well, it was well undone before that, but by the time I drove by a little after seven, it was, you could see it far <laughs> on the other side of the bridge. It was, it was headed south. So, hmm, what a. What a hassle that is, having to go retrieve all that stuff. Oh, what a mess. So hopefully Mother Nature will give us a little bit of a break here, and it won't be so bad for <clears throat> too long here. But I don't know if that's going to if that's gonna be the case. I think we're, we're still, the folks I talk to that kind of know about these things, it's like, yeah, we're, we're not out of the woods yet. It's uh, not going to be good for a while, so. And uh, if you do get out, just be safe. I mean, that's the the main thing. And, you know, there are, you know, despite the high water conditions here, fishing is good Um, if you can can get out. Um, Talk to the folks up at Fat Cat this morning here. Um, You know, yeah, the water is up, um, but... If you can get out onto the ice, if you can find the ice, you got to have a boat to get out there. Let's just put it that way. I mean, you, you've got to have something to, to get out there. And once you do get out there, you can find the fish. Um, and it sounds like everything is, is biting pretty well. So um, just be careful. Like I said, if you're out, um, you're going to need something to, to get out there with. <laughs> you're not going to walk out there. Uh, that's for sure. So, um, but um, like I said, everything is is biting. The panfish bite is is doing okay. Uh, I think the fish are just starting to finally 
come around a little bit, and um, we've had some, uh, despite the high water anyway, we've certainly had some stable weather conditions, and I think that's played a little bit of a role as well. And I think the fish are starting to kind of get out of their winter doldrums, if you will, and uh, starting to get things going again. So that's uh, that's good to hear. Uh, the dam is, uh, at least up by Tremplow anyway, is open. There's open water up there. Uh, the boat landing is open. Uh, guys up there are uh, are catching walleyes, some sauger as well. Um, so that uh, that bite is is working. And in terms of, of what they're using, uh, certainly with the current, you've got to deal with, with all that. So a little bit heavier jig, uh, minnow, and, you know, you're doing, uh, you can do all right there. But, yeah, it's... Uh, um, you got to use definitely use some some heavier uh, heavier lures to get that that jig down into the uh, into the target zone, uh, and having to deal with all that that current. Um, and, and the dams are wide open as well. And, and the other thing too that I was asking about, you know, I was talking about ice a moment ago here too. Uh, not much ice right now at the moment. So, and I'm not sure about what what was like uh, what it's like in up by Dresback or down by Genoa or anything like that. But, you know, I was talking about ice jams and things like that. So, yeah, it's, you know, you're going to have to kind of deal with that as well. And hopefully you haven't named your boat Titanic. That would be a good thing. Um, and <laughs> just uh, just be careful if you're uh, you're out there. But, yeah, you know, it's that's just one less thing that you have to worry about. So, I mean... That ice is just, it really is deceptive. I mean, those are some, even a, you know, there's some, some big chunks coming through and, or at least I've seen some big chunks coming through and watched them, uh, float. even the smaller ones are, you know, how many pounds is that? Do you think, you know, so just be aware of that. So it's. Yeah, there are definitely challenges if you if you want to get out this weekend and but you know again you can catch fish. Just uh, just be forewarned, you know. Obviously, just be aware of your surroundings and I think you kind of besides having a swivel on the seat of your <laughs> the chair in your boat, you know, having uh, having eyes in the back of your head probably isn't as, uh, isn't necessarily a a bad thing. But again, I'm just I just want to emphasize safety weather-wise i mean man is it going to be gorgeous today or what so yeah it's it's not good right it is good i should say pardon me but anyway i was just uh and i'm i'm looking at the the river stage chart again here too and just kind of getting an idea of where things are uh are at um and they the information here on the the website for the weather service anyway, just kind of list some of the things that happen once the water gets to a certain level. And I'm guessing um, that the, we're going to, it's going to keep going up. It's like 13 and a half feet. So uh, water, that's water over the road on Shore Acres Road. Probably that little low undercut is certainly closed. Uh, we've already, you know, you can already see some of the water in, in Pettibone Campground anyway. And uh, I know part of the road is blocked at Pettibone Park. And 
certainly were <laughs> not that not that you probably want to be doing this anyway if you are out in a boat uh just that no wake rule is <laughs> in effect that, that happened uh, at the 10 foot mark anyway so but yeah you know and if we hit hit that 14 foot mark you know start to see some stuff on French Island more on shore acres uh Pettibone Beach Pettibone Park um so just uh just be careful when you're driving just and just you know pay attention to things it's amazing the uh the power of of water and actually I'm just, it's like did you see I don't know if you you saw this on the news or not uh, earlier this week um I, you know some woman drove into a well basically it was a I don't want to say a sinkhole but just a washout on a road over in Adams County that the the floodwaters had just eaten away. And I think this woman, if I remember correctly, drove around the barriers, which was a dumb thing to do. Um, but, I mean, and she she had like one of those Honda SUVs. And I mean, she buried it. The, uh, the roof line was level with the road. That's how deep that hole was. She was, I think, a little, she was injured, but, Fortunately, not bad, but I mean, I can't imagine first. Well, yeah, that just don't be messing around with that stuff. That's just, that's just crazy. It's amazing what the the power of water can do. So be safe. If you're headed out this weekend, I said, it's a gorgeous weekend to to get out there. And I know, uh, well, yesterday was nice too. So I had the opportunity to get up to uh, Minneapolis for the uh, Northwest Sports Show. Had the opportunity to uh, chat with a few folks up there, and so I'm going to be playing those interviews back in the next couple of weeks. And, yeah, I'm going to have some prizes to give away and everything uh, here as we go along. And there's a good story behind that as well that I'll, I'll share a little later here. But uh, I've got an interview with Tackle Terry Tuma coming up uh, in a few moments here on the, on the program here. But, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, if you were looking some, for something fun to do, that's a, that, that is just so much fun. I mean, it's just, there are just so many things to check out there. Uh, the new boats, the new fishing tackle, buying all, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not a good place if you don't want to spend money. <laughs> Let's just say, um, suffering from, uh, FGAS, um, uh, Fishing gear acquisition syndrome. So it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just put it that way. Yeah, it was uh, it was a challenge. So, but man, there's just some nice, nice new stuff out there, um, and it was it was fun to see. I mean, and a lot of cool tech stuff as well. I wish I'd have, you know some some neat sonar stuff. And I mean, it was just a just a fun time. Like I said, if you've ever had the chance to go, go, because it's easily, I think, one of the, the biggest, other than I think there's a show in Chicago, but and and that's huge, but uh, this is the one that uh, is probably the biggest one, certainly in um, within reasonable driving distance anyway, and it is definitely. That and the, the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show uh, are probably... Two of the coolest shows you'll ever go to, and if you're in ice fishing, if you've never been to the St. Paul show, man, you've you've definitely got to go to that. That is just unbelievable how uh, how huge that place is. 
and this is comparable. And if you're looking for a resort to go to, man, you can go anywhere in the world. They got places all over the world there that uh, are worth checking out. And not to mention around, you know, the Midwest as well, Canada. I mean, just it's it's great. Um, certainly, all the new tackle, all the new boats, uh, great seminars, and it's just a just a fun time. Made the day of it yesterday and uh, had a uh, had a wonderful time up there. And like I said, I, I had the opportunity to chat with some uh, some folks about uh, new products and some fishing trends and things like that. So uh, I'll be playing those back in the next couple of weeks. Uh, what I need to do right now is take a short break and then come back with uh, with that interview with uh, Tackle Terry Tuma as WKTY Outdoors continues. In just a few moments here on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. City life, you're in the thick of it. Neighbors can be friendly, but you prefer them further away. You're looking for something more quiet, more relaxing, room to stretch out, absorbing the vibrant colors of all four seasons. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or that perfect country home you imagine every time you hear your neighbors. Whatever you're looking for, Tony can seek it out. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Dutch Boy's new Platinum Plus paint with Stain Shield technology has the performance you expect from a luxury paint at a price you didn't. Platinum Plus is up to 50% more washable and stain resistant than a leading premium paint in satin sheen. Superiority ranges from 24 to 50% depending on sheen selected. Platinum Plus keeps your walls looking new longer. Menards and Dutch Boy paint have you covered. Go ahead, live your life. Right now at Menards, get 11% off everything, including Dutch Boy paint. The 2018 Milwaukee Bucks are on a roll, and WKTY has all the action. Join WKTY for Bucks basketball throughout the NBA season. Ted Davis and the Bucks Radio Network bring you the call home and away. Milwaukee Bucks basketball and WKTY is brought to you by Mr. Electric, Vernon Communications, Bagnevsky Heating and Air Conditioning, and Schaefer Woodworking. Follow the 2018 Milwaukee Bucks as they march towards the NBA playoffs on your station for Bucks basketball. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. If you like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. Assembles balloon animals. He's going to want to come up in here, too. And then Albie's going to get his face paint during the breaks. Card tricks. Balloon animals. No, bro. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Then... The weirdo who comes in and does caricatures for a hundred bucks. That guy will want up in, in in here. Mimes will be knocking down my door. Tie-dye t-shirts. Animals. And all things like we used to do when my kids were kids at their birthday parties. No, bro, you can't come in here. And just stay at South by Southwest and do your tricks. No, I'm not gonna pick a card. Any card. Don't miss the Jim Rome Show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It's 828. 
I'm Kevin Millar. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And back to the show here and have a uh, opportunity to uh, chat with one of my favorite people in the uh, in the fishing industry and uh, certainly one of the most knowledgeable guys you'll ever run into and just beyond that, certainly one of the nicest guys you will ever, ever run into. Um, and, and just willing to, to share his knowledge and, and uh, have a good conversation. Uh, just I always always enjoy uh, meeting up with Terry and, and talking to him and, and just having a lot of fun with him. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, had the opportunity to do so yesterday up at the, the Northwest Sports Show. And... Uh, Boy, we, we covered a lot of topics here, and, and the yeah, interview's, uh, gosh, almost 20 minutes long, but it's, uh, it's a pretty good one. So uh, without any further ado, I'm going to uh, get into that interview with Tackle Terry Tuma as we talk a little spring fishing and getting kids involved. I mean, it just, like I said, we, we cover a lot of turf here. Some of the things that he's talking about this weekend, if you get the chance to get up there, hopefully maybe you're already on the way. That would be even cool. Here is that interview with Tackle Terry Tuma on WKTY Outdoors. Terry, good morning. Thank you very much for taking some time out uh, at the sports show here to uh, to chat with me here. You're doing a number of presentations this weekend, so let's talk a little bit about what uh, what you're talking about this weekend. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. It's great to be here again and visiting with your uh, listeners. And yes, I will be doing a seminar tomorrow, uh, which will be the Saturday at 12 o'clock noon, and a title, Walleye Techniques Exposed. So we'll be covering a lot of different approaches, if you will, of catching walleyes. I always I try to change the seminars as much as I possibly can, but this year we're really tilting a little bit more towards understanding the species of fish. Mm-hmm. And I had some people ask me, uh, but I refer to a fashion fisherman, and, <laughs> uh, and they asked me, well, what are you really talking about? I said, is buying all the hottest equipment, the new equipment, the new boats and motors, rod and reels and electronics, mm-hmm. and you still have to have a basics of understanding the walleye that you're pursuing. And that's really what sure. I'm targeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just keeping it very basic, and that's that's a fundamental, really. It really is, and you'd be surprised at the ages that come to the seminars, Kevin, and then also, too, the questions that are asked. Uh, yet, uh, I did do a seminar on crappie fishing uh, yesterday, in fact, and uh, one of the basic questions came up, fishing line, and mm-hmm. it seems like that comes up every single year, at least <laughs> once during a seminar. <laughs> Well, let's uh, and let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about. It. We'll kind of work our way into the to, the, to walleye fishing here too. Uh, obviously, right now, what uh, is going on is uh, we're everyone's dealing with a lot of high water and uh, flooding issues and things like that. Uh, what do you recommend for people uh, that that are maybe thinking about going out? Can they find the fish? Can they can they consistently find the fish? Well, yes, Kevin, especially with a river system. I think what we have to always understand is that the current is like structure in a lake. And what we need to really relate to is high water. They're going to be shallower, uh, stable uh, water condition levels are going to be 
sort of the norm where these fish are going to be at, and low, they're going to move more out into the river channel. But we've caught a lot of waters under high water conditions. We've been tossing jigs up in the trees, mm-hmm. and you can have some very, very good success. But that's what you have to relate to is a current. Uh, generally speaking, walleyes try to avoid the current as much as right. they possibly can, and sauger will definitely be in current areas. And if you can just use that as a sort of a criteria or a, as a uh, game plan, just understanding the flows and then of uh, where you anticipate these fish. Again, a current break could be a wing dam. It can be uh, uh, sometimes riprap areas, a point, a flat. Anything that breaks the current, Kevin, is going to be a good spot to look for the walleyes. Also, we have to understand, too, is that we'll be entering that spawn season, so that's all going to shift mm-hmm. some of these fish. And, and how will that, uh, and how does uh, just a, a little side question here. How does that, the the high water, how does that affect the spawn? Well, it really, you know, the only way it really really, uh, transitions to spawn areas is that it's going to be very dependent. First of all, you know, they do uh, spawn on rocky, gravelly areas. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, they may move up shallow, like riprap locations would be an area, uh, maybe a shallow flat that's got sand and gravel on it. So uh, some of the backwaters. uh, So they can definitely shift their spawn time frames. In fact, we had a question also at the seminar about spawning crappies or spawning in general, mm-hmm. and this individual was asking, but we're always relating to water temperature, water temperature. Sure. They uh, spawn at a certain time frame, and I really feel that there's another uh, element in spawning uh, where sometimes they don't reach this exact uh, temperature of, of water, and that uh, it's a sun's angle. Mm-hmm. I think that's got a lot to do with it. Almost like they have an internal clock mm-hmm. that, hey, it's going to be time to spawn. So we're not going to be quite so concerned about exactly what the water temperature is. Okay. So it's not going to, the, the amount of water doesn't necessarily affect the water temperature which would affect the spawn. That's exactly right. You know, sure, if you have a lot of cold water coming, flowing downstream, sure, it's going to change the water temperature. Mm-hmm. But we faced this uh, in the past, too, and we were fishing um, on the river system, and we had a very, very good bite. Uh, it was just prior to spawn. Mm-hmm. We went there the next day and had we really struggled to catch any fish at all. We spoke to the DNR, and all those walleye spawned in one night. Really? Yes. Wow. One night they spawned, and it was all basically over. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's amazing. That's uh, that 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 would happen that quickly. It really is, you know, and I learned the value. Well, we talked for quite some time, but it's just amazing how we, as the angling community, really hone in on all these, shall we say, quotes, regulations, or maybe we're sort of brainwashing to doing this or thinking of that and so mm-hmm. forth. And we really have to understand Mother Nature has its way of, of handling sure. all of this. And, and, it's, and it's not like these fish have not experienced these kinds of conditions before, so to a certain extent, they're, they're acclimated to it and they can adjust to it. Well, that's exactly right. They don't read a book. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we put more thought into it than they do. That's exactly right. And, they, and you know, they survive, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I, I wanted to touch, uh, touch base a little bit as well on, uh, we were talking about structure and things like that and moving up into the trees and things like that. Um, what kind of, I, I, I was talking with some, some bass anglers last year when we had some high water in, in the lacrosse area, and they were fishing up some really shallow areas and in, in the, the scrub brush and things like that. Right. Are you going to find those fish in there, or are they going to be more adjacent to the channel, I guess? is, is it, it really depends on, you know, the exact uh, location with the depth, uh, Kevin. Um, 
basically I would probably have a tendency to start tossing those jigs up in more of the shallow, deeper parts of it, you follow what I'm saying, where you have you know, you know have your trees and so forth, and then try to toss those jigs up into those tree areas if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then uh, what I would do, uh, what I personally would do is start sh- uh, deeper and then work shallow and shallower. You know, okay. In fact, they could uh, definitely spawn in three, four, five feet of water mm-hmm. you know, or even less, providing there's that bottom content there. You know, there has to be something that's going to draw those fish into the spawn. They're just not going to dump uh, or uh, drop their eggs in a muddy bottom. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to have to have that stand, that firmer bottom, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, really, what we're looking at is fish probably uh, prior to uh, spawn, the pre-spawn time frame. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, you were talking. You mentioned crappies as well. It, let's let's maybe kind of shift gears just a, a little bit as well. How different is that? Uh, is is there? Uh, are there patterns, uh, locations, and things like that versus, obviously, walleyes or whatever? How are they different, and, and how can anglers find them this time of year? Well, first of all, as soon as ice is out on many inland bodies of water, uh, they're going to relate to uh, a, uh, old weeds, old reeds. Uh, they can also relate to a, like a shallow dead wheat flat where the food is going to be. Uh, break lines is another uh, area that they can be. And if a front comes through, they automatically go into deep water. Mm-hmm. They'll suspend there, but they are also catchable at that time. So we're seeing, you know, and the same thing with the spawn too. It, you know, they spawn about 68 to 72 degrees approximately. And that's another factor here again too. It doesn't Again, we relate so much to those water temperatures, and I really, really believe that this, they have this internal clock and also the sun's angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then obviously we, we, it'll be a while before that crappie spawn takes off, but they'll still be oh, yeah. active. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. you can definitely catch them prior to a spawn. That's really a great time in the spawn time. You can catch a lot of fish. You need to practice catch and release. And then right after spawning, same thing with the one. It's sort of a recuperation time frame for them. Uh, you're going to catch some males. And and then once they really shift from that uh, uh, into that post bond towards the end of that post bond, then they put the feeding bag on. That's really a great opportunity to catch these big mm-hmm. fish. Yeah, and, and and again with the with the water situation, it, it it's a it's an extra challenge. It's another dimension to that you add into the equation of finding these fish and and being successful at catching them. It really is, you know, and you know those challenges. I think we should accept. Because of what happens, you know, and I was just thinking about that this morning too, is that you know, uh, a great day of catching a lot of fish is is fun, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that. But you know, and I really personally, but someone mentioned it to me a couple of weeks ago, uh, that I really enjoy the challenge of these fish not biting. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to figure out why, what, and how to catch those fish. Sure. I think, you know, I think if we went and caught a limit of fish every single day, uh, all throughout our fishing time frames, we get sort of bored. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we need that challenge out there, and, right. and that challenge provides us uh, a basic of learning or knowledge. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I mean that's exactly how you grow is 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 having those challenges presented to you on days where hey, I know I can do this, this, and this, and guess what? It doesn't work. So, well, that's exactly right. In fact, uh, I talk about that quite a little bit. Is you know we have a game plan, and maybe that game plan doesn't work out, mm-hmm. but so what? 
you know, who cares? You know, really? Because then you're going you're gonna to be forced to try something else, something else, to finally connect with these fish. In fact, I was just telling the folks yesterday that I still, uh, I'm still learning. And uh, so what I'll do if I uh, find a, uh, a technique or presentation that uh, uh, is... I haven't caught before, you know, caught mm-hmm. the fish before on or with, and uh, then I'll do it two, three, four, five, six times throughout the open water season, maybe on different bodies of water. Sure. And if it does work, then I bring it forward. But it's amazing. And then I, actually, when I go home, I'll sit down and write it, uh, write myself a note mm-hmm. and unfile it. And then um, I keep working that that program. And just amazing how much we think we know and some days out there i don't know if we know anything i think the fish know more than us <laughs> yeah some days uh, the fish the fish do seem a little smarter than, than most people so well i ask myself questions so many many times you know uh why uh, you know maybe you got a real tough bite going and you're finessing these fish you're trying you know all species you're trying to catch these fish and it just it just not Mm-hmm. Proving results, the, and there are uh, you know vice maybe you're fishing bass with a wacky worm, and uh, and you got to really uh, or just, I'll retract that maybe you're f- uh, casting crankbaits for uh, uh, for bass or for walleyes, and then all of a sudden uh, you know you're not uh, doing very well. You're catching maybe a few small ones, then all of a sudden you throw a wacky worm out, and those bass just slam it. Mm-hmm. So you just wonder sometimes you know where is what triggers these fish to do one thing and not the other. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're slamming and you're catching a lot of fish on a wacky one but can't hardly catch very minimal fish on a um, crankbait, if you're trying to just figure that out, it really doesn't make any a lot of sense, you know, mm-hmm. but not, but with the wacky one, with the, well, these fish are really going, but then you got that crankbait, which they should be going on, yep. but that's where I think it's such a factor of where we feel as anglers that we we almost tell the fish, you got to bite on that, mm-hmm. And the fish tell us, I don't want yeah. to bite on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and, well, and, and I, I think that's, you, you kind of touched on it too, is that uh, that's, uh, to me anyway, part of the fun of, uh, or part of the enjoyment of, of fishing and getting out there. Okay, maybe maybe my game plan isn't quite working. What am I going to try next that's that's going to come out there and work? It's it's always uh, a constant process of, of learning, constant process of education and trying to, you know, outsmart these fish well it really is you know and i tell so many people you know i've been fishing for many many years but you know the more time you have on the water um the better you're going to become you know you de- develop uh, instincts uh, you can sort of visualize what your bait is doing what your fish is doing um patience is another factor that we don't see much of today mm-hmm. uh, i don't know how many times i observe <laughs> where people are loading up their boats in two and a half three hours because they're not catching any fish there's no way in the world you can fish different patterns and different baits and different lures on in different locations in two hours. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. But our society is lacking that patience is such a fast-paced society. I think it's really affecting our fishing results. Mm-hmm. And and it just and and to me and, and I think to you as well. It's like fishing is 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 my relaxation. That's it's like. Time isn't necessarily a factor for me. It's like right. I just want to get out there and enjoy it. Right. That's 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 my way of having fun. Yeah. Well, it, it really is, you know. And I, I think, and I so often mention too that we don't want to make uh, fishing a job, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, where you. So I think anglers have to make that choice, just like you said. You know, enjoying it, having fun, relaxing out there. Yeah. That's fine. But just like anything else, a job or whatever, the more we put into it, the more results we get. Mm-hmm. You know. And then I sort of call it. 
think so many times it's a learning curve out there. But, you know, we have to understand, you know, you sort of have to prioritize. You know, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to relax, I'm going to watch Mother Nature, maybe some loons or some geese or some deer or whatever. That's part of fishing. But we have to, you know, really... make an effort if you want to catch fish or just go out there and have a great time. I think it's really so uh, I don't want to say we have to decide what we're going to do but let's not put so much effort in fishing that all of a sudden we get become disgusted with it. You know, our results Mm -hmm. are not very good Uh, and then we sort of I don't know if I'm going to go tomorrow you know, that kind of concept and so we really have to, I think emphasize exactly what we're going to do out there you know if you go out there and have a good day of uh, fishing great if you go out there and have a a good time with a bunch of friends that's also great Mm -hmm. yep and and the other thing too is is you know you don't want to kind of reflect those negative values on on with the kids as well with teaching them to fish and and getting them uh, interested in, in developing that love of the sport as well. You're really right. In fact, I've done a couple of seminars for high, the high school fishing leagues. Sure. And uh, it's just amazing how in tune they are with fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just in the character of these kids. In fact, the last one I'd done, after I got and there were quite a few kids there, I think it was 50-some kids oh. uh, plus parents, and 99% of those kids on their way out, came and shook my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, so that says a lot about their personal character, uh, you know, to do that. And I think, you know, so many times you hear about the sporting clay leagues, the archery leagues, the fishing clubs. Uh, it's really great. We need that out there to get mm-hmm. these fish off of these videos, these iPads, off the phone systems, yeah. texting all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and get them in the outdoors. And it's really, as I mentioned, I was at the Hall of Fame this morning, and they had a group of kids from a specific high school there at that um, mm-hmm. at, at that event. Wow, that's great. That's great. And and, and I, I do I, I do enjoy, I love the fact that really starting to see those uh, those outdoor activities really start to take off the, the the trap shooting the fishing clubs uh at least in in our area anyway they are really starting to take off and you really start i mean and some of these kids are just phenomenal with their skills and stuff and they just they're they they love to learn and they love to get out there and they just you know suck up that knowledge like nobody's business and and it's great to see i mean those are the those are the kids that are going to be leading in the future well there's no question about that and you know uh, just thinking about what you just stated is uh we have uh, an archery club not too far away from a small school mm-hmm. or a smaller high school not too away from where we live and i one of the fr- our friends of mine his daughter's in the, uh, is in the archery club and he told me they had over a hundred and some kids uh, and this, they hit, that was his daughter, but young, males and females, mm-hmm. yes, over 100 kids participating. Wow. You know, that is really, uh, I think that's really an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And you have to give a lot of credit to these parents and then also a lot of credit to the kids that are participating. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and and on that note, I'm going to uh, wrap things up here. we got to, uh, we'll, uh, uh, wind things down again terry you're you're doing a couple presentations this weekend uh, yes i'm going to be uh doing uh, a wally seminar uh, tomorrow saturday 12 o'clock noon at the uh seminar uh, hall if you will which mm-hmm. is down the down the aisle and then we'll be back uh we'll be i'll be traveling to st cloud minnesota for a seminar then with we'll Faribault, minnesota for a seminar uh just 
It's, it's your busy time of year. <laughs> it's very, very busy. But you know, right now, Kevin, it seems like it's seven days a week, year around. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always something happening someplace. Yeah. You know, and it's great. But I just booked a seminar at the show for August. You know, so, so <laughs> or a seminar. So it's just, uh, but it's great to have that kind of opportunity. I really enjoy giving the seminar, and especially visiting with the people, answering mm-hmm. questions. Exactly, exactly. Well, Terry, again, I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, and thanks again, and and certainly uh, good luck in the uh, the upcoming season. Here. Well, thank you so much. And likewise, it's a great opportunity to visit with you, Kevin. All right. And that is Tackle Terry Tuma. Always a great interview and, and just so much fun to uh, uh, to listen to and, and just always picking up something. Uh, something is like, no, there's usually more than one or <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of things. Always uh, always are learning uh, new things from uh, from Terry. They're just new ideas and just uh, uh New ways to go about thinking about how to figure out that, you know, tricky equation of how to catch fish. Just a lot of fun. But again, yeah, that's up at the uh, up at the Northwest Sports Show. When he was talking about tomorrow, I did that interview yesterday, of course, and you know, so he's talking about today. And yeah, the show is uh, the show runs from ten until eight today, ten until five tomorrow. So it's uh, I suspect it's going to be. Uh, <clears throat> Everybody I, I, I talked to in the booths up there, and I, I talked to a, a bunch of people, uh, Glenn Vinton from uh, Backwater Tackle up in Winona, he was up there, of course, and uh, be playing that interview back here in the next uh, the next few weeks. And, uh, you know, everybody that I talked to is like, oh, this, you know, Thursday was pretty good. Friday was decent. It was starting to really pick up when I, uh, when I left, but uh, and they're expecting today to be just kind of a, uh, crazy day up there and Sunday will probably be pretty much the same as well. So it'll be, uh, like I said, if, if you're into outdoors and it doesn't, you know, obviously my main focus is fishing, but I mean, there's hunting, boating. Uh, if you want to, you know, check out lodges and places to go hunting, fishing, and, uh, those activities, (laughs) there's just, uh, just a ton of those places there. So it is, yeah, I'm always going to talk this up because I think it's just a, a lot of fun and it really, you know, everybody, and, and in addition to being really bit, everybody just is like stoked up. It's like, yeah, it's spring. Let's now, let's, <laughs> let's go. I want to get out, but it's still a little, you know, it's like, and I, I didn't really have to prompt it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's nice to, you know, the weather's starting to get nice, but you can't do anything in the yard yet. So yeah, it's going to be just a crazy busy weekend up here. So, but like I said, if you get the opportunity to, uh, uh, wander around up there and, and, and check out the show and it's just a, just a good time. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And I would be willing to bet that you'll go away with, uh, at least a purchase or two anyway. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. There's no doubt about it. Okay, got to take a a break here and uh, come back to uh, wrap up WKTY Outdoors for this Saturday. So stick around. More of the program coming up in just a few moments on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. It's the battle between the sharp money and the public bet. Dave, of course, is the sharp, and nobody represents the field like Scrady. Tune in weekday mornings at 7.50 for the Rocky Supper Club Daily Parlay Picks. It's friendly betting made tastier. 
Shop like a Badger at Ace of Lacrosse during March. Shop any Monday, wear your Badger gear, and get 50% off any one regular priced item under $30. Whether you're a sportsman, a do-it-yourselfer, a professional contractor, or maybe all three, Ace has you covered. Can't find what you're looking for in stock? Ace has a huge warehouse in town. Special orders are a snap and usually there within a day or two. Support the Badgers and celebrate their season with a treat at Ace of Lacrosse on Mormon Cooley Road. Buying a home, moving into a home, the anticipation of all of that is the fun part. The Money Man, Bruce Molick, president of Firefighters Credit Union on buying and financing a new home. You don't want to be derailed by the worries of not having your financing secured. The last thing you want to do is make an offer on a house and not have that lined up. What you want to do is come see Matt or Troy talk about the financing package because that's the most stressful part of this thing. When you're out looking for a home, you want to make sure that this home is a blessing to you and not a burden by buying more house than you can afford. I promise you, your experience with Matt or Troy will be very positive so you can enjoy the home shopping process. Find Troy Arns and Matt Farron at Firefighters Credit Union, 5th Avenue South La Crosse, Amy Drive in Holman, or on the web at myfirecu.org. everybody's Firefighters Credit Membership eligibility required. Deposits are federally insured through the NCUA, an equal housing lender. The Veteran Benefit Bonanza is designed to help all veterans in the Cooley region and the surrounding area. I'm Scott. I'm third generation military now. I served in the Army from 1992 through 95. Gus Fimple. I was a chief petty officer in the U.S. Navy. I was in for about 12 years. I didn't even know it was coming up. Didn't really look at what was available for years. Uh, going on 20 now. I can't believe it's been 20 years since I really looked at this. This is exactly the reason why we're having the benefit bonanza. These are your benefits that you earned, that you need to go down there and take advantage of them. Otherwise, they're just going to go to waste. It's a great place to start with finding out what it is that's available for you. I did it. My wife is currently taking advantage of that, and I'm sure my children will. The whole point of the Veteran Benefit Bonanza was to put in under one roof. If you or a family member are a veteran, or if you provide care for a veteran, make sure you attend the Veterans Benefit Bonanza at the Radisson Hotel, Thursday, March 28th from 11 to 6. Heck yeah, I'm going. Breaking Benjamin, live in concert, Saturday, March 23rd, Lacrosse Center Arena, with special guests, Skillet, Under Oath, and Fight the Fury. Tickets on sale now at the Lacrosse Center box office or Ticketmaster.com. New album Ember available now. It is 8.54. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. It's uh, coming up on 8.55 here and some other outdoor news. Uh, Wisconsin legislators are uh, set to vote on whether to lift restrictions on the state's elk hunt. Uh, current elk re- or current regu- regulations, I should say, allow... Uh, An elk season once herds in the Clam Lake and Black River regions uh, reached 200 and 150 animals, respectively. 
The rules limit the number of permits to 5% of the elk population. Uh, the DNR projects the Clam Lake herd will stand at between 211 and 230, 236 elk after calving this spring. Uh, the Black River herd is projected to stand at between 70 and 80. Uh, DNR officials want to drop the restrictions so they'll have more freedom to manage the herds. Uh, the Assembly uh, Sporting Heritage Sporting Committee is scheduled to vote on lifting the restrictions. The Senate uh, Sporting Heritage Committee has already signed off on the move. We'll keep you updated on that as well. Hey, I've got to take another short break here, and then uh, I'll be back in just a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors here on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Who likes free shirts? Just raise your hand. If you're good at paying attention to messages like this, then you're going to be in good shape Friday mornings between 6 and 9 when Dave and Scrady give away a free T-shirt. Thanks to advertising concepts, you never know when or what you'll have to do to get one. As a kid, you loved going to Grandma and Grandpa's house. It meant limitless exploring outside, running through the fields, playing in the barn, or a hike through the woods. They had the land. You roamed free. Get that freedom again. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or timber, whatever you're looking for, Tony can find it. Make the smart investment. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Your inner kid thanks you. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get moving and win. Gunderson Health System presents Minutes in Motion, a fun way to be active with 30 minutes of physical activity each day for six weeks. Go for a walk at lunch or take the stairs. It's easy. Just track your numbers, meet the goal, and you'll be eligible to win great prizes. Anyone, any age, any ability can participate, and it's free. Register now at gundersonhealth.org backslash M-I-M. The challenge starts April 1st. Improve your health, your attitude, and your fitness with Minutes in Motion. Sponsored in part by Midwest Family Broadcasting. Midwest Family Entertainment. Back in the day, everybody did the same thing for their wedding. Not anymore. We have so much fun at Midwest Family Entertainment meeting with you and finding out all of the fun and unique things that you want to do for your special day. We can help you come up with some ideas or make your ideas come to life. You don't want to do a garter toss or a bouquet toss or a dollar dance. You don't have to do any of that stuff or you can do all of it. That's the beauty of it. It's your day. So let's meet up and talk about it. 784-LIVE. MidwestFamilyEntertainment.com. Menards, your post-frame building headquarters for over 50 years. We have all the materials you need for your pole barn, including trusses, steel panels, trim, and doors ready for delivery or pickup. Protect your equipment or livestock. Stop by your local Menards store or start your design online at Menards.com slash designing and get 11% off your entire purchase now through March 23rd in Menards. Savings or a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. KTY 967 FM 580 AM. It's coming up on 859. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Got just a few moments uh, left to go here. WKTY Outdoors, uh, by the way, is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And I certainly want to thank Tony for sponsoring the show and certainly want to thank uh, Tackle Terry Tuma as well for the, uh, the great interview. Hope you enjoyed it. 
And uh, again, I, you know, I'll have uh, in, in the coming weeks here, I have a few more uh, interviews for you. I have some giveaways as well. That's a great story behind that. And I, I didn't get a chance to tell it today, but yeah, like, okay. <clears throat> we'll have some fun with that. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to talk to Glenn Vinton, a backwater tackle, early walleye fishing. We'll play that back maybe next week. So a lot of stuff coming up. Hope you have yourselves a great weekend. Make it a safe one if you're headed out. Again, we'll see you next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. Have a wonderful weekend. Western Wisconsin Sports League. WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.